sometimes I fall down But God, you're always there for me Wrapped in the brightness of your glory How could I forget? Lost in the beauty of your majesty, God You stole my heart and ruined my eyes to tears You calmed my storm and silenced all my fears Sometimes I'm afraid and sometimes I fall down
you ask me how I'm doing, but you know I feel a little down, but my face don't show. Oh, oh, I lie to you, tell you everything's fine, but you look for my heart. You read between the lines. And you say so many right things A smile on your face that kinda makes me wanna say You are the sun when my heart is blue My dear friend, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you You pick me up every day When life gets me down, you're by my side and stay Even if it's only for a while me smile Let me hear you say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me go and hit my two-step. Let me hear you say, oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me go and hit my two-step. Even when I'm dead broke, got hope. And I'm still counting my gold, even with that boat. I'll drive, weave life into my cold soul. Let me hear you say, oh yeah. Can't help but hit my two-step. Let me hear you say, oh yeah. Can't help but hit my two-step. Even when I'm dead tired, I rise. Because this yoke is so light, even when I'm done fighting, I rest. And forget about the whole plot. Let's go. You pick me up every day when life gets me down. You're by my side and stay. Even if it's only for a while, you will always make me smile.
And from the depths of our souls, from the cries and the groans, you hear us, you hear us. From the lowest of the lows, in the places that we've grown, you hear us, you hear us. From every mountain, through every valley, you hear us, you hear us. Through every season, along this journey, you hear us. You're forever faithful. You're forever by our side. You will be the answer. Trust in me.
and to send me in a direction that I would have never considered going. And in fact, the reason why I ended up an army chaplain today is because of just a few minutes a long time ago in Mogadishu, Somalia. Now to set the stage for you, when I was 18 years old, I was in my hometown and I had no idea what I was gonna do with the rest of my life, so I went to talk to an army recruiter. I really, really wanted to transform the world. I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, I became an infantryman, I attended airborne school, and then I volunteered, and as you heard, I served for the next 10 years as an enlisted guy, for most of the time, as a sergeant in the Ranger Regiment. I told you I really, really wanted to transform the world. And all that changed for me in in, uh, the summer, the fall of 1993 when my unit and a couple of others were sent to Mogadishu, Somalia. Somalia was facing a starvation. Hundreds of thousands of people were dead as a result of famine. Well, the United Nations, the United States started to provide food to the starving people of Somalia and most of the country actually was in total chaos. The capital city, Mogadishu, itself was controlled by about seven warlords. They're like gang leaders in our country today. And most of those warlords didn't mind us being there, but one did, Mohammed Farah Aidid. In the summer of 1993, Aidid made a decision to start to target United Nations workers. The United Nations Security Council met and struck a resolution which basically said there can be no peace in Somalia as long as Aidid is still in control. So we launched a mission to go get these guys. For the first 30 minutes, this mission went almost exactly like we thought it was gonna go, with one exception. One of the rangers by the name of Todd Blackburn, we don't know what happened to him to this day. When he left the Blackhawk to grab the rope, Blackburn missed the rope and he fell about 70 feet and he landed in the city streets head first. 
When I got to the Target building that day, my commander was already calling me on the radio saying, Jeff, we've got a seriously wounded ranger. We need to put him on your Humvees and we need to take him back to the base. I rushed up to get to Todd Blackburn. He was unconscious, bleeding from his nose and his mouth. And it didn't look like he would survive. I put him on a stretcher and I placed him on a Humvee. He had a medic and a surgeon working on him. We were driving down the road at about 15 miles an hour, maybe 20 at the most. I drove down a narrow alleyway next to the Target building and then I made a right turn onto Hallwood Dig Road, one of the only major roads in Mogadishu. And when I turned that corner, it seemed like the entire city erupted with gunfire on those three vehicles. And on the right side of the road, down the road waiting for us, hiding in ambush, was a Somali gunman. When we got right next to him, he saw Dominic Pilla at the same time that Pilla saw him. These two guys turned their weapons to each other at the same moment and they shot and killed each other at the exact same instant. And folks, for the first time since I was 13 years old, I started to realize that I am gonna die and it may be in the next few moments. We went through a number of other obstacles and difficulties. I don't have time to tell you about all of them tonight or today, but when we finally arrived back at our base, my platoon leader, Lieutenant Larry Moores, walked up to me. He said, hey, Jeff, a Black Hawk helicopter's just been shot down, and Mike Durant has crashed in the city, and we don't have anybody else who can go back out there. I need you to get your men, put them back on those Humvees. Go back out there and see if there are any survivors. Now, folks, I'm gonna be completely honest with you for just a minute. I've been scared before this moment, and I've been scared since, but I have never known fear in my life like I did standing at the back of that Humvee. I was totally, completely certain that I was gonna die. And so standing at the back of that Humvee with Dominic Pillow's blood on my hands, I started to do what any Christian in this room would do. I started to pray. Now, I just simply said, God, I am in big trouble right now and I need your help. God, I am certain that I'm gonna die tonight. And then I remember the words that Jesus spoke next, like he was whispering them right into my ears. He said, not my will, but your will be done. And folks, the Bible says that Jesus Christ, the perfect sinless son of God, God in the flesh, got up off of his knees. He walked into the hands of the enemy and he willingly, freely gave his life up so that your sin and my sin could be dealt with once and for all 2,000 years ago on the cross. As I was at the back of that Humvee, I prayed, God, not my will, but your will be done tonight. And folks, from that moment on, I can't even explain what happened to you, but from that moment on, at the moment that I was completely convinced that I was gonna die, God once and for all dealt with that fear. For the rest of the night, I had no worries about what was gonna happen to me because I realized my life was in God's hands and all I need to do is trust him with it. But I also realized this. I realized one of two things will happen to me tonight in Mogadishu. If I survive by a miracle of God and I go back home to my family, I will be back home with my family in Georgia. But I realized that if I die on the streets of Mogadishu, Somalia, before my body hits the ground, 
my soul will go immediately to the presence of my Father in heaven. And I realize go home to my family in Georgia or go home to my Father in heaven. In either case, I cannot lose because of what my Savior, Jesus Christ, has done for me. That alone gave me the peace to go back and forth into those city streets repeatedly for the rest of the night. As I was driving down the road, in front of me, several Somali gunmen were waiting for me in ambush. When I got right next to them, from less than 10 feet away, they opened up on my Humvee. And miraculously, not one dude on my Humvee was hit in that exchange of gunfire. Now folks, what I saw the next morning changed my life forever. In fact, I would still be a sergeant in the Ranger Regiment today if it wasn't for what I saw the morning after the firefight. When I got back in the next morning, it wasn't really the blood and the bullet holes that had an impact on me. I'd seen that stuff before. But when I got back in the next morning, there were men, grown men, some of the toughest warriors on planet Earth who were walking up to me with tears in their eyes saying, Jeff, I gotta talk to you. They said, what happened to my best friend who just died last night? Jeff, what happens to me if I get on a helicopter or a Humvee tomorrow and I don't make it home? And almost all of them were saying, Jeff, there was something different about you last night than there was about me. And I wanna know what it was. And for the next 24 hours, I had guys lined up to ask me about Jesus Christ. It was that moment that God started to show me. He had something different in store for me. And as a result, I am an army chaplain today. I have spent most of the last 10 years serving in the 82nd Airborne Division and the very same Ranger Regiment with the very same men that I deployed with to Mogadishu, Somalia. Folks, let me tell you something. I really, really wanted to transform the world. And I thought you could do it through military prowess. I thought you could do it through national power. But I realized something in Mogadishu, Somalia. There is only one force great enough to transform the world. And it is the Holy Spirit of the living God through, the, through God's Son, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Folks, really what I wanna see are men and women who They know Jesus Christ so intimately and he makes a difference so much in their lives that people will do to you exactly what they've done to me. They will say at your workplace or in your uh, neighborhoods or in your families or whatever it is, they will say there's something different about you. I wanna know what it is because you have something that I don't have. I'm convinced that's exactly what Jesus was calling us to do in the book of Acts, that you would live so differently that you would transform the world wherever you go. But I also wanna challenge you, that if you claim the name of Jesus Christ, if you say, I am a Christ follower, when you walk out the doors of this building, you'd be able to say like me and millions of other people in church history, I will face my future without fear because I know my God is big enough to handle whatever circumstances life throws at me. I don't know what the future holds, but I know the one who holds the future and I'm gonna trust it all in his hands.
storm surrounding me, let it break at your name. Still, I call the sea to still, the raging me to still every way at your name.